Hi, and welcome to episode one of The Knittervention, a podcast for those who want to knit fast, die warm, and make beautiful things along the way. In this episode, I'm going to be introducing myself, um, giving you a little bit of background on myself, some of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast, and I maybe maybe go over a few of the items that I am currently working on or have recently finished. So let's go ahead and get started. My name is Erin White. I live just north of Detroit in the suburbs, and much like everybody in the state right now, we're, we're kind of under quarantine. Today is uh, the 27th, the 27th of March. It's Friday, but let's be honest, um, the past two weeks have kind of felt a little bit like Groundhog Day. They're all dates. They all run together. Who knows what day of the week it is? Um, so yeah, I, I've been teleworking from home because um, my, my day job allows me to do so. But because of that, I have a lot of extra time on my hands because I don't have to commute several hours to and from work every day, which is a good thing. But at the same time, I miss my coworkers and I miss being close to people. It is what it is. So a little bit about my knitting background. I have been knitting for eight years. Uh, What had happened was I ran out of cigarettes on a school night after my daughter went to bed. She was in fifth or sixth grade at the time, and I was a pack and a half smoker a day at that particular time. Um, So I needed something to do with my hands because I wasn't I wasn't an irresponsible parent who was going to, you know, leave my child uh, alone because I was a single parent and just run down to the gas station to pick up cigarettes. And I certainly wasn't going to wake her up to bring her down to the gas station with me to pick up cigarettes. So I did what any sane person would do. I grabbed a set of takeout chopsticks, wooden ones cheap wooden ones. I grabbed a ball of yarn that my daughter was using to uh, finger weave and I googled how to knit and YouTube taught me how to knit. Um, I ended up finishing a really tight knit kind of crappy scarf which my, my then boyfriend now husband still has to this day. I look at it and I was like I'm I was very proud of it when I finished it, but my goodness, it was not the prettiest project I have I have ever made. So that is how I started knitting, and that is how I came up with the name The Knittervention, because knitting was my smoking intervention. There you have it. Um, I started crocheting about two or three years after that. Uh, I did a lot of, you know, Zelda dolls and Deadpool dolls, and I kind of made a lot of, I made a lot of crocheted face warmers or crocheted beards that just looped around your ears, uh, like the surgical masks you see everybody wearing now, and that was a, that was a surprisingly really big seller, um, and I ended up uh, doing that for quite some time, but I found that after about a year and a half, I actually pulled back from that a little bit because I, I lost I lost the joy of knitting and crocheting. Um, 
so I, you know, kind of closed up Etsy shop and I just started working on things that I wanted to work on and I haven't looked back since. Um, now I primarily do knit designs. Um, and I'll do an occasional commission, but I find that I don't sell finished objects. Um, I don't make finished objects and, and sell those anymore. I will I will take a commission and I will make that. But I find I find it more for me, I find it more rewarding to make designs and see other people make those designs come to life. Um, as I mentioned earlier, maybe I'd have to go back and listen to the recording, but I also do uh, spinning and I do weaving. Spinning, spinning I picked up about two and a half, three years ago, and I fell down that rabbit hole hard. Um, in that three-year span of time, um, my spinning wheel flock has grown to seven wheels, soon to be eight, because as soon as this uh, quarantine lifts and going out in public is uh, fashionable again, I will be buying myself a, ba- uh, a great wheel, uh, a 152-year-old walking wheel that is still in perfect condition and is a joy to spin on. Um, But I have, in my current possession, like I said, seven wheels. And I started, I tried to start with a drop spindle like most people do, but I found that I absolutely hated working with the drop spindle. And it turns out that the drop spindle that I had purchased through amazon.com was uh, was kind of like a brick on a stick. It was big and heavy and clunky and awkward. And it just, it didn't spin all that great. Um, I have since learned the joy of spinning on a Turkish spindle. Uh, and I will save that for another episode. Um, but my current spinning wheel flock, for those who are interested, consists of um, a... Ashford Country Spinner, not a Country 2, an Ashford Country Spinner, an Ashford Traditional Spinner, a Little Peggy. Um, I do have a parlor wheel that is probably mm, about a hundred, a little over a hundred years old, um, but she has no markings, so I really I don't know where she came from or what her proper name is. Uh, but she's a great little flax wheel, or a great little silk wheel, I should say. I also have a blue bonnet thimble wheel. I got her in Alaska, and I will save spinning wheel stories for, for another episode. Um, and I have an Athena spinning wheel, which is my little pocket wheel, my little workhorse, and she is... She's a work of art uh, as well as a workhorse. And then I have a I have a 151 year old Saxony wheel, uh, a Canadian production wheel that uh, that works pretty well, but she needs a new bobbin. Um, so those are my current spinning wheels and I also do weaving. Um, I am a baby weaver. I am by no means a weaving expert at all. Um, I'm still learning how to warp my table loom. Um, I have a satched uh, 22 inch table loom, uh, four shaft table loom that is absolutely wonderful. I've made a houndstooth runner on it. 
but my friend helped me warp it, and my friend lives on the other side of the state, and I don't have a warping board, and I am... I... I'm so confused on how to do it, so I haven't I haven't worked up the nerve to warp it by myself. Uh, I also have a little easy weaver, a little rigid heddle, like seven inch easy weaver, which is just a delightful little thing. And I'll talk about the project. I have that on that in a little bit. And then I have a Leclerc um, tapestry loom, a 24 inch tapestry loom that is quite lovely. And I've actually made... Um, I made a little piece that I turned into a little pocketbook for my for my daughter. So those are all the projects that are. Those are all the um, fiber arts that I like to I like to do. I haven't gotten into dyeing um, yet. Um, it's not it's not something that I've added frequently into my repertoire of fiber arts, but I have done dyeing. I enjoyed it. Um, but it's not something that I could see myself doing permanently outside of just the occasional, oh, this looks like fun and it's nice outside. Let's dye some, let's dye some roving or let's dye some yarn due to the fact that I just find that that process cuts far too much into knitting. And that is, that is quite honestly where my, my heart lies is in knitting. Um, so like I said, I, I started knitting to uh, to keep from smoking. Um, and I find that knitting, uh, like most people, is very therapeutic. It's very calming. It's a very moment of zen um, feeling, just working on it. And it's, especially if it's like a vanilla sock or just an easy cowl, or if it's a sweater that you're working on and you're just working on stockinette just in the round, you can almost zone out or you can almost go into a meditative state just with the rhythm and um, you can kind of almost tune out everything in the outside world and just kind of go into a moment of zen which is kind of lovely and then you have the projects that require your attention and your detail and really keep your interest Um, you know things that lace or uh, intricate shawl patterns that have a lot of different design elements that I just find intriguing. My ADHD mind just gravitates to things like that because it's, it keeps you interested and it keeps you invested in the project that you're working on. You don't get bored, which I can get bored easily um, if you know, if something doesn't keep my interest and I'm not in like a certain state of mind. Uh, so I know when I go into uh, designing anything, it, I always try to keep a knitter like myself in mind. Um, you know, color wise, if it's going to be something that's in stock and that I like to make sure that there's color work in there. So it keeps, you know, it keeps the mind active. It keeps the interest of the knitter. Or if it's a, a shawl design, um, like the one I recently published, it has a lot of really intricate designs in it. Um, well, not intricate, but it has a large sections that are completely different types of design. So there's a lot of texture throughout because I'm a very tactile person. Um, So I like things with a lot of texture. I like things that look interesting and that 
keep you interested as you're knitting. Um, so yeah, uh, make sure that you, you know, check out my Instagram page or check out my Facebook page or follow me so that way you can see what I'm, you know, what I'm working on or what I'm designing. So the items that I'm currently working on, my works in progress, as most of you uh, knitters out there, you probably have several as well. So I'm working on a a knit t-shirt, a knit lace weight t-shirt called the uh, Jenny Flower Tea. That is by uh, Julia Knits in Paris. She's a very talented designer and holy smokes, I, I love the color work that she puts out. Um, but this particular item, I got to go specifically with some yarn I got on my travels last year. Uh, and it uses two skeins of lace weight yarn that are in about 700 yards, 700 yard skeins. Um, the, the yoke of it has a lot of detail and eyelets and a nice design to it. And then once you get past the yoke and you divide for the sleeves um, or for the armholes, because there's not really much in the way of, of sleeves, it's just like a little cap sleeve. Uh, the rest of it is pretty much stockinette, just rotating like two rounds in one color, two rounds in the next color, and just going back and forth uh, with that all the way down. And then when you get to the bottom, there's another little design element section that mirrors what you see in the yoke. And then you, you know, you bind it off and do some jazz hands and you're good to go. Um, so that right now is my moment of Zen piece that I will work on. I'm also working on a uh, a top down a yoke um, a yoke style sweater, uh, the name of which I I cannot pronounce because it is Norwegian, um, and I am actually almost done with that. I have currently on sleeve island um, or second sleeve syndrome, I should say. So that is something that I am hoping to be able to wrap up during quarantine. I have my quarantine knitting list, so that and my Jenny T are among those items. I have uh, I have several pairs of socks. Who doesn't? Um, one is a pair of Minecraft socks, which is a free pattern out on Ravelry. It is super quick and easy and fun to make. Um, I have a pair of vanilla socks that I'm making with some self-striping yarn made by the super talented um, Julia Vesper of Knitterly Things. So I have that that I'm working on. I also have a commission piece that I'm working on. It is the Ginny Cardigan by Andrea Maori. Um, it's, a it's a beautiful cardigan. Uh, I also made a matching um, bralette, or I should say bandeau, but it's, it's going to be a, a bralette because I'm going to put straps on it. That was made, uh, or that was designed by Girly Knits. Um, and the reason that the cardigan and the bralette are a combo is based off of uh, Katie Holmes's iconic knit bralette and cardigan combo that she wore I want to say early 2019 um, or mid 2019 
sometime between 2018 and 2019. It's quite a lovely photo, but I, I'll have to find it for you. But the lady I'm making it for, she wants it because she she really liked that uh, that particular that particular look, that particular outfit. So I'm trying to recreate it as best I can for her. Um, I'm also working on. Oh, good Lord. I have several designs that I'm working on uh, that are my own. Um, two shawls. Uh, actually, technically three shawls. I have two that are knit up. The pattern is being written and we'll go towards uh, tech editing here shortly. Um, one is a one skein wonder. Um, it's just an asymmetrical shawl that has uh, just... Not corresponding, but alternating sections of stockinette and and an eyelet pattern section. It's simple, it's easy to remember, and you just you know knit as you go. That's one of those ones you can kind of tune out while you're working on, which is nice. Uh, there's also another asymmetrical type shawl. It's not a one skein wonder. It's like a 1.5, 1.75 skein wonder. And it has uh, alternating um, color blocks, uh, as well as some mosaic patterns uh, throughout or mosaic knit patterns throughout. And it's, it's actually turned out absolutely beautiful. I made it for an, an International Women's Day event that was down in Detroit, and it was raffled off. Uh, so that pattern is also being written, and I have to knit uh, a new sample up for myself. Um, so that way, when I send it to test knitting, I have pictures. <laughs> because I I didn't take very many pictures of my, my last finished object of for that shawl. Um, those ones are, I'm hoping to have released in May, mid-May, uh, if the fiber gods allow. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I am also working on a collaboration piece with... Uh, AJHC yarns is that I'd have to double check to make sure that I'm uh, I'm I'm relaying that correctly but it's uh, it's in conjunction with or in coordination with an indie dyer here in the state of Michigan and it's for a, a holiday mystery knit along uh, so I'm really I'm really excited about how that one's gonna turn out and I've shown her the the mock-up sketch and some of the swatches that I made and she's also really excited for it and that makes me happy to know that the person who who designed the yarn likes the shawl design that I made to go along with the yarn. Um, and that will be in her vintage Christmas yarn, uh, which I highly recommend going and, and checking out her site and just taking a look at this yarn. I do plan on posting some of the corresponding pictures for this podcast up on my webpage, uh, theknittervention.com, so you'll be able to log in and also follow along um, there with this podcast, hopefully. It's been a hot minute since I've updated that website, so I should probably get to doing that. Um as far as things that I recently finished, I do have a, uh, a shawl that was just just published. It's called the Celtic Coast Shawl. And to be honest, because I, I don't have very many patterns that are published right now, um, 
that shawl pattern I started working on just under a year ago. I actually had it all knit up. I had it written out. I was getting ready to have test knitters go go wild on it. And then uh, a lot of travel for work came up and it got put to the wayside. And then I, um, yeah, I, I started wearing that shawl that I, I had initially knit up and found that uh, that the wear and tear of how much I, I, I worn it has, has made it not worthy for a close-up. So I actually, I ended up buying new yarn to make an, a new version of that shawl, um, at Southeast Michigan Yarn Crawl. Uh, there I met Kat from Why Not Fibers, and she helped me pick out some yarn to make a new shawl. Um, the shawl pattern was initially just for a three color fade and she has some really lovely like gradient kits these five color gradient um, yarns that just have this nice sparkle to them and so I ended up buying uh, buying the green gradient set that she had in her uh, you know for sale and I ended up reworking the shawl pattern to include a five color fade version. Uh, and so I was able to publish earlier this week um, the pattern that has, you know, the three color fade option and the five color fade option and test knitting on it went wonderfully. And uh, so far, the sales of that particular pattern um, has surpassed all my other patterns combined, and um, that's the first time I've had this happen. And it is it is quite a lovely feeling to uh, to be like, oh my god, you guys really like my my patterns. Thank you. Um, and lastly, to go along with the Celtic Coast shawl, I do have a quarantine knit along, a QCAL that will be starting up in uh, in a couple weeks on the 13th of April and running through the 8th of May. Um, so, I mean, if you're if you're listening and you're interested, please, you know, please buy a pattern or buy a yarn kit through Why Not Fibers. It has the yarn and the pattern. And join us starting on the 13th of April for a quarantine knit along. It will be a good time. I promise. Um, I will be making YouTube videos to go along with the knit along. Um, I'm probably not going to be doing YouTube full time because I'm not a not a fan of being on camera. But I'm sure I'll get over it. Uh, and with that, I would love to uh, I would love to hear from you um, on things that you would like to uh, to hear me discuss. Um, next episode, I will be delving into hmm, a little bit of, of knit design uh, and maybe jumping over to uh, to some some spinning things and some of the spinning projects that I'm currently working on and what yarns I'm working with and, and who I got them from. I hope that you all are staying safe, that you're staying healthy, that you're staying home, and that you're washing your hands. Wash your hands. Um, yeah. 
thank you for tuning in and I will uh, I will talk to you guys next time <laughs>